never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it come far and few. Remember what you do. good, people? This is the Relic Podcast. I'm Chad Snow, and thank you for listening. Going back, going back to Monaga. Shout out to Monaga. 2000. Well, shoot, this goes back to a few years, actually. Not just one particular year, but we'll say from the year I got there, 99, until 2004. And I think about my coaching time there, coaching the Braves. And I talked about it a little bit when I did my episode on Shane. And I talked about the impact he made, not only on the program, but also on myself. And I could go on and on about him and the imprint he left. But there's other people that I can talk about as well. And I can't do it all in one episode. But there's a theme. And I'm thinking about a particular individual that I've been you know, thinking about doing a podcast on him for a minute now. I think about the word we talk about a lot, or I see a lot, especially when you're dealing with as a teacher or as a coach. And you get this word deserve. Let me put it in context. My child deserves an A. My son or my daughter deserves to play more. My son or daughter deserves to be on the play. Deserves. What does that mean, really, though? What do we deserve? And it makes me think about working hard. And just because we work hard doesn't guarantee us anything. We've heard the expression many times, all you got to do is work hard. Work hard to fulfill all your dreams. Now, don't get me wrong. Working hard is great. It's a great value. I value it a lot. I valued it as a coach. I valued it as a player. Dedication, work hard, commitment, all that. But let's be honest, it doesn't guarantee us anything. And we can come up with all sorts of examples, not only in sports and school, but we can come up with examples in the workforce. You see someone get a raise over you, and they they didn't earn it in your mind. They didn't work for it. They just got it handed to them. They don't deserve. I deserve that raise. 
or that guy's playing in front of me. I'm better than him. I work harder than him in my mind. I deserve to play in front of him. That word gets thrown around a lot. Deserve. I deserve my respect. Now, hold up. We get that word twisted a lot. Deserve has nothing to do with it. If that was the case, we'd all deserve everything. But it doesn't work like that. So I get to this point as a basketball coach and as a teacher. You see it a lot. You expect people to work hard. You expect people to show up. And you don't always get that in return as a coach, as a teacher, as a parent. And then where does that leave you? Does it leave you feeling like you failed? Does it leave you feeling like you haven't done enough to instill that in them? I don't know if I'd go that far. And I was talking to a couple friends of mine, actually, about two different subjects, really. One's a coach, and he's talking about, we're talking about how the season's going so far. And he's having trouble, or at the time, he was having trouble with the kids buying in. Buying into what he's expecting of them. And I told him that in order to do that, you have to put them through hard work. Hard practices. And that's what we did back in the day. And I'm sure there's ex-players of mine that will attest to it too. Our practices were brutal. It wasn't uncommon to see players, and this was not just in the preseason where you're trying to get in condition. We're talking like in the middle of the season. It wasn't uncommon to see a player have to exit stage left and go throw up in a bucket. And I wasn't doing it to punish him. Never that. But I wanted our practices to be harder than the games. So when it came time to games, shoot, it was easy as far as the conditioning goes. And this was what brings me to my topic. When we're working hard, when when you know what's expected of you, and you're coming to practice, and you're going to get after it. That builds the community. That builds the buy-in. And even if they're cussing at me under their breath, I don't mind that either. Because I know they're bonding as a team. We'll show coach. Let's do one more. F you, coach. Let's do another one. And by the time the wheels start rolling and you gain momentum and it becomes expected and you have players like Shane, who I've already talked about, leading the charge, I can just step back and watch. They do it themselves. And I've talked about that before already. 
So I'm tying into this with the next player of mine named Jeff. And I had Jeff as uh, all through as, as an eighth grader. When I first started, he was in eighth grade. So he's on the junior high teams, and then he moved up to our program. And by this time, Shane was probably like a junior and senior. And that group of kids had already established. It's already been a couple of years since I've been there. So things have already been well established on how the program runs. So buy-in, it was already happening. But I think about Jeff. along with some other players that might get named later. But I think about Jeff because by the time he was a senior, he had every right, every opportunity to quit. Why? Because he wasn't the the best player on the team. He wasn't even the second best. Third, fourth, or fifth. Sometimes he might not have even played. Now, how would that make you feel? And I saw many occasions players thinking that they deserved a little bit more thinking they deserved to be playing. And I can't speak for him, and I'm not going to try. But he could have done that. And never once in any of those years did I ever hear him say one word, one complaint. He just showed up every single day and busted his ass. Why? You'd have to ask him. But he didn't do it because he thinks he deserves something. He did it for the team. He did it because he liked to be around the fellas. That's not common. Most people want something out of it. If I'm going to bust my ass like this, I better be playing. I better be getting something out of it. Well, he was getting something out of it. He was getting out of the camaraderie, the family. That's what we built, and that's what he helped build, whether he knows it or not. And by the time he was a senior, we had a pretty darn good team. But it was... Led, I shouldn't say led, that's a, that's a hard word to use, I guess. The majority of the players that were playing the most minutes were underclassmen. And so he was lower on the totem pole, but he never complained. He showed up to practice every day and did his thing. And it's still 20 years later, still rings true with me, still holds value with me. Because those 
are the kind of people that you want on your team. Whether you're a coach, whether you're a boss, whether you're a principal, those are the kind of people that you want in your corner that aren't asking for anything, that aren't expecting anything, that aren't asking or saying they deserve something. They're just doing it because it's their job. Now, they might not like it every single day, but they still do it. And there was times for me as a coach, I often looked and just saw him and others as well like, damn, I love that kid. That's why I do what I do. Not for the wins and the losses or the conference titles or the subsection championship games. That's all great. That's never why I did it. I did it for kids like Jeff. Kids like Shane. And many other kids I could name, I'm not going to name now. There'd be too many to list. That was uncommon. Jeff was uncommon. And it's a lesson we can learn or take from every single day, even for me as an adult. An older adult, I should say. Do your job. No matter what it is. Without expecting or thinking you deserve something more. You're getting what you get. And if you want more, I can't tell you to go work harder. That might not get it. But having a bad attitude and complaining about it is surely not going to have any uh, positive effect about it. Big Jeff. Uncommon. And there's days, like even this morning when I was taking my walk with Solo, and I was thinking about this podcast and thinking about what I was going to say. And like with every other one, I don't have anything written down. I have a subject, I have a person perhaps, I don't have anything scripted, but as I was walking this morning, it's dark out, like I've said before many times, it's dark, get up early, get that walk in, no one's around, just me and the dog, the birds, and you have a lot of time to think. And I was grateful for the opportunity to think about Jeff this morning. But I've been thinking about him the last few days as I decided he was going to be the topic of this. Talking to his mom, shooting her a message, making sure it was okay if I could talk about him. She gave me the thumbs up. Shout out, Ann. So yeah, I'm walking and I'm like, What exactly can I say? It'll resonate. And then I thought to myself, it doesn't matter. Because the story itself resonates. It's common. But he was uncommon. He was uncommon. And that's a word that's stuck in my head. And we can all learn from that. Because it's easy to be common. It's easy to be 
status quo. Go through the motions, do what you're supposed to do, but not much more. It's okay. You're not hurting anybody. What about that extra? What about that little bit more? That's what Jeff would give when he didn't even have to. He could have easily just coasted. No, I'm not going to play anyway. Why try? Why bother? Why did he bother? Because he wanted to help the team. He was thinking about the team before himself. That's uncommon. Very uncommon. But if you can build a team and have everyone buy into that mentality, team first, it's a beautiful thing. And that's what we are able to build. But it took people like Jeff. It took players like Shane. Because if the best players on the team, the most talented ones, saw someone like Jeff working his tail off, diving for loose balls, taking charges, puking in buckets, when he didn't really have to, you better be doing it too. And that was the beauty of what we built. FFOF. Five fingers, one fist. I think about that every single day. There's value in that. It's uncommon. Uncommon. That's why I always have to give thanks to players like Jeff. And if he was here right now, I'd give him a big hug. And I remember when his senior year was over. That was Solo, by the way. I see you, Solo. I remember when his senior year was over. And it was uh, awards night. Actually, I'm not even going to go to awards night. I just remember the last game. And we're in a championship game. And we lost. And those last games are always hard because there's always a few seniors that you're never going to coach again. And at that time, Jeff was one of them. And that's when it really hit me, the kind of impact he made on me as a coach. I was privileged to have a kid like him and other kids like that that bought in, that did their job, and didn't think they deserved or didn't play the I deserve card. They were uncommon. And it was my privilege to have them as players. I'll always be grateful for that. Always be grateful for Jeff for setting that kind of an example. Because I'll be honest with you, when I first started coaching, I wasn't planning on, I didn't even want to coach. Reason being is because I spent so much time as a player, junior high through college, and it's like by the time that was done, I was kind of just over it. 
and I took an assistant coaching job while I was student teaching, just kind of as a favor, but ended up being like, hey, maybe I can do this. This ain't so bad. But I still wasn't thinking of ever being a head coach until I got that opportunity in Monaga. And I was able to have players like Jeff, who again weren't the most talented, but worked their tail off and didn't ask for anything. Uncommon. Think about what you can do that's uncommon. I have to think about what I can do that's uncommon. Getting up early. Working out. Trying to eat right. Things that can be hard. But on days I don't want to do it, it's people like Jeff. And he doesn't even know it. They keep inspiring me. People like Shane. And others that are going to get named in other podcasts. They keep showing up for me. That's an amazing thing. Helping me not even knowing they're doing it. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for being uncommon back then. And I'm proud of the man you've become now. And it's no surprise. I'm 22 minutes in, going on 22 minutes, so I've got to start wrapping this up. I could keep talking. So keep that word in your head, uncommon. There's always something we can do instead of just settling for what's expected or going through the motions. Try being uncommon. Make it a great day. I'm out. You never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic. Best to keep it true. A ticket to the past that can bring you to. You got a relic. You come far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on.